Welcome to Beyond the Breakwater, where just beyond the crashing waves of fear, discomfort, and doubt lies the greatest potential for life transformation. We want to guide you into the open waters where the calculated risk you take becomes the turning point for you or your organization to thrive. So drop your anchors and prepare for departure in this week's episode of Beyond the Breakwater. All right, welcome back to another week of Beyond the Breakwater, and this is a really special episode. I know we say something to that tune every week, but really we are going to be talking about Christmas, and in light of it being our 25th episode being released, and on the 25th of December, it's Christmas, and so Ed and I are dressed for Christmas, you're wearing green, I'm wearing uh, red, and we're going to chat about what that looks like for churches today. So Ed, welcome. (laughs) It's always good to be here, Lindsay. I think Christmas is a good topic because Christmas is one of those times that there's principles along the way that we've been teaching. And I think when it comes to Christmas, um, at least what I've noticed is that a lot of times places just disregard all those things that they've been learning and say, oh, but this is our Christmas tradition. And Mm -hmm. so let's just go back to doing what we've always done because Mm -hmm. this is how we've done it. Mm -hmm. So I think today... Um, you and I are just going to maybe put a little bit of a different lens on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't want to be discouraging to anybody about what they're doing. Uh, We want to be encouraging about what churches are doing. But maybe this is the year that you start really taking a good look Mm -hmm. and kind of going back to the other 24, you know, sessions or or episodes that we've done and what have people learned and maybe how would this apply to Christmas? Yeah. And I think like as you guys are listening to this, like we're not expecting you to change what is happening this season for you. I'm sure you guys have been planning for the past month or so or just leading up to this season. And so really to just like Ed said, like kind of approach as you're you're doing your Christmas events at your church and Christmas Eve worship, um, whatever different ministries and events you have going on, just kind of look at them with a different perspective and kind of what we're talking about today, what we've been talking about, to maybe then pivot and do something different next year or just do the same thing but with a different spin on it. So really, like Ed said, we hope that this is encouraging to you um, and can kind of just um, bring some vibrance to what those events typically look like. I think the first step is always awareness. If you've been doing something the same way year Mm -hmm. after year after year, it's hard to really see it any longer Mm -hmm. uh, for what it is that maybe other people see it. So we're kind of hoping that what today is about is that people can, like you say, look at it with a different lens Mm -hmm. and maybe think, is there another way? Is there a better way? Mm -hmm. Is there a way that could be a little bit more dignified um, in terms of how we approach Christmas and how we help families, especially those families that are in need? Right. So there are a bunch of different directions that we could take in this episode, but I think just starting things out, I mean, I'm new to working in ministry as like a full-time career as of the last two years. So you have a lot more experience with that and in churches. So Ed, like typically how long do churches prepare going into the Christmas season? Is this kind of answer to like, what is the typical um, purpose for the Christmas season? Is it something that is a season of rejoicing in the birth of Jesus? Or is it something that, you know, we're trying to bring hope to people that are outside the church? Is there a balance? Is one heavier over the other? What does that look like? Well, you're putting a lot on the table because there's a lot to work through on that. I think if we start with, in the church, it's all about Jesus and celebrating his birthday. A lot of times, I think we even lose what Advent is all about. Advent is the coming of Christ, and it's Mm -hmm. not 
the birth of Christ, that already happened. It's really looking beyond that to the second coming of Christ. And typically churches haven't really celebrated that a whole lot. November is typically like the start of a giving month <clears throat> that people are thankful for a lot of things and then they start buying things and they're thinking about Christmas and and buying gifts for everybody. So Christmas has really turned into um, such a tremendous uh, giving opportunity that sometimes I think people are giving, not really understanding why are we even doing this. Mm. And it almost has taken over like the generosity and the giving has become so predominant mm -hmm. that we don't stop to say why. So let's go back. Yeah, what's the why? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He gave the person of his son. And then the Magi came and they brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And those seem to be the springboard of, oh, so this is really about giving. But if we go back to the original, it was God gave the gift of his son to us, and there was no fanfare. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knew. And then God went out and told the shepherds, and then the shepherds came. And what did the shepherds present to him? Nothing. Just themselves, which we love. Their praise, their adoration for who God was and, and Jesus being born. So somewhere we switched it to um, now we lavish gifts on people. Mm. And and boy, we see it around town. I mean, I was at the gym this morning and you walk in and there's this um, great big, you've seen it, mm -hmm. great big, you know, so, gifts. Yeah. I mean, there's this, you know, and they're just, the appeal is give gifts. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to mass distribute them. Mm -hmm. uh, I was listening to um, actually a video this morning and it was about um, a local agency, and they were just saying, please give generously, and then we're just going to hand it all out mm -hmm. and give it to everybody. And and I'm not so sure that's really the best way, but where did we go from, this is about Jesus and the gift that he is to us, to let's just widespread, give as much as we can, and it doesn't matter what you give or who you give it to or how much you mm -hmm. give, but just get rid of it all. So speaking to like the churches, I think that there's the typical Christmas Eve service that happens and that's where you get a lot of people coming in the doors of your church. And so I think churches utilize that sometimes, maybe. Um, and then there's also the days leading up to it. So all of these different ministries that, that churches are doing around the Christmas season, things like craft shows, um, you have live nativity events. Um, there are um, like Operation Christmas Child, packing a shoebox and sending it out overseas. Um, so all of these different initiatives that churches are doing, food drives um, is another one, like the toy drives, all of that stuff. So like you have Christmas Eve worship, Mm -hmm. And you have all of these events. Mm -hmm. Are the purpose of those things to get people in the doors? Um, what What is the purpose? I think the purpose of a lot of events is the season. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes churches get caught up in that. Churches uniquely are pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everything the church is doing should be pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um we are doing something tomorrow night with gifts. Uh, tonight, yeah. actually, not tomorrow <laughs> night. If it's tomorrow night, I'm going to be late. Uh, tonight. Uh, and it's um, parent shopping night, which is really kind of a special thing. Because we, real simply, we just invite parents to come in and let them choose some gifts that the community has given, the church has given generously, 
And then they come in and they actually purchase some gifts, pennies on the dollar, and they're able to provide something of value that they're buying for their kids so that their kids have something to open up on Christmas. But there's a dignity piece to it where they're they're paying for those gifts, which I think is really important. Mm. So I know that's according to our principles, and, and maybe there's even a why do we do it this way, that we used to just um, give out gifts. We used to do the same thing. Um, it's an event called Breakfast with Santa. We do it Saturday. And you've been part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you were in the toy room last night or last year. Yeah. Why don't you maybe share a little bit about what that's about? Yeah, so Breakfast with Santa, we have families come on Saturday morning, um, normally the Saturday following parent shopping night. Um, it's like just the gym is just packed full with people. We give um, breakfast and it's a free event. So there's breakfast, there's kids activities like face painting, games, coloring, and then we share the story of Christmas and Jesus coming and the hope that that brings to the world and um, in a really like interactive, fun way for kids. And we have parents volunteering as shepherds and um, different characters in the story and angel and kids playing Mary and Joseph and Jesus and all of the these different roles and really giving the families an interactive and inserting themselves into that story to, to see it in a visual way. Um, And then beyond that, the kids get to go back to the toy room and pick out a gift. So where parent shopping night, it's parents only. Kids aren't allowed in the toy room. Um, They can pick out and choose what they want to give their kids. Kids then get the opportunity to to check out that that room. And on the way out, we give them all a stuffed animal. And um, yeah, it's a really special, special event. So there's a lot of principles you just threw out there that will kind of unpack them. But I think the most important one is when you talk about Breakfast to Santa coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Santa's going to be there. Breakfast yep. is going to be there. There's a toy store that's going to be there for kids. Mm-hmm. But why are we doing it for the community? Because we really want them to hear the message of, of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And so as people are eating breakfast is usually when, you know, things kind of wind down a little bit. And then we do this great um, introduction to who Jesus is. And this is mm-hmm. what the real meaning of the season is. And the community, we've done this long enough that the community, I think, looks forward to it. Yeah. Because they don't have to be there. Right. And they're not just coming for the gifts. They can't come at the very end and say, okay, I'm here for the gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, They usually come for the whole event. And so I think we've gotten a hearing in the community of, we want you to tell us about Jesus because Mm -hmm. we know that this is what this is about. Mm -hmm. And somehow that seems to get lost everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm but it should never get lost at the church. Mm-hmm. So that's really important for us. Mm-hmm. But why, um, it, when we talk about the toy room, uh, we made this mistake early on when we did Breakfast with Santa that we had this amazing toy room and we would let the parents go into the room with their yeah. kids. And I'll never forget the one time that that uh, this dad had an infant in his arms and walked in with this infant and walked out with a remote control truck. And and I remember looking at him and said, oh, is the remote control truck truck for your child? And he looked at me and said, uh-huh. I mean, there's no way that this mm-hmm. infant could have driven this truck. How do this you know he didn't have like another truck. kid at home? Because he had his kids with him. Okay. And, um, well, he had one with him. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it was so obvious that parents were actually picking out the toys for their kids. And we wanted to do something really special. Imagine being a child and you get to go into a toy room and you get to pick out whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had sometimes when we when we made this adjustment and we wouldn't let parents in the room anymore, um, they would go in with an elf, we call it, like a high schooler that would take them in and, and they get to go around and pick out a toy for them. Mm-hmm. And they would come out and sometimes parents uh, would say, uh, you march right back in there and get a different toy. You got a bigger toy or a better toy than the little toy mm-hmm. that you brought out. Um, so then kids felt bad about mm-hmm. getting a toy. Um, and sometimes parents would like try to sneak in and get through the line a second time with their child. So we started to watch all the stuff that was kind of going on weird. But I want to take it back. Let's just go because I think the concept was right. You know, kids love to get something and it's just a toy, one mm-hmm. toy. They have an amazing event. They hear about Jesus. They get a toy um, and it's a really special. We do um, cards, face painting. Uh, the kids get to do all kinds of fun activities for that too. Mm-hmm. But it was at that event that a dad pulled me aside and said, you know, it's really nice that you guys are giving toys, but you're giving away nicer toys than I can afford for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember I listened and what would you like? I wish we could buy them. And so that's when we started this parent shopping night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the narrative we've heard over and over again. We talk about it at like food giveaways that we had done in the past and asking people who are receiving it, what would you like if you don't like the food that we're giving away, if you hate being here and saying like, we want a grocery store we can afford. Like that's the narrative we're hearing. We we want to be able to do this, but we want to be able to afford it. So I think that part has been clear. I think in this episode, in all of our past episodes, Um, I'm curious about the hook part because we've also talked about like fishing with no hooks and not feeding someone for the purpose of them. Okay, are you going to come to our church now or working on their car? Okay, now that you can drive, you can come to our church. But (laughs) are we are we doing the same thing that we're advising people not to do when we're asking them to come or inviting them to come to breakfast with Santa and then having them listen to the story of the gospel? Like I think that's where churches and church workers, pastors are like, that's what's missing maybe in every single interaction that we have at the bridge is sharing the gospel with them. Um, So that's the tension I'm kind of sitting in. Can Mm -hmm. you speak to that? I think it's a good tension. The message of Christ still needs to come through. Mm -hmm. And this is where I said before that you don't have to sit into that program. I mean, remember it's a gym, so there's hundreds of people in the gym. Mm -hmm. And then we usually say, you know, we'd like to have a little program for you that we think you're going to enjoy and your kids are going to enjoy. And the kids are really glued to it. And maybe the parents do or don't believe in Christ, but really we're going after the hearts of the kids. Mm -hmm. We want them to know what Christmas is all about and why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I don't necessarily see that there's a hook in Mm -hmm. there. Uh, If they choose not to, I mean, any parent is welcome to get up and walk out. Mm -hmm. And they can go out and be in the journeys area, uh, yeah. the coffee house area, and they could do something different and don't have to sit through any program. But it's not a long program. I mean, it's maybe, what, 10 or 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. I do think and they it's, enjoy uh, it. I think yeah. everybody enjoys it. It's yeah. a hoot the way that yeah. it's presented. It's just mm-hmm. a really fun program. And even if you're not a believer and you're like, hmm, interesting, it'll just get you thinking a little bit. Okay. So it's a whole, it's a short segment kind of right at the end of breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the art- other activities are are starting after that. But they've mm-hmm. been going on earlier to a lot of the activities. So mm-hmm. it's just a, 
It's a crazy event. Yeah. And what about things like, so I've been going to some churches and other local churches in the area and the cities around at like live nativity events or, um, yeah, like those craft shows. And every time upon leaving, it's been like, okay, here's a flyer to come to our church and our church times and things that are going on here. Is that okay? Yeah. Sometimes we've done that in the past. Sometimes we just said, if you don't have a church home and if you're looking for some place to go, um, this could be a consideration. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will show up. Sometimes they ask, you know, we we typically, we just want to share Christ with them. And we do. Mm -hmm. We do in that program. And if they come back, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's not an expectation. We just, the heart of it, we just want to serve the community. Mm -hmm. We want to keep pointing the way towards Jesus. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the hook because I don't think that's a hook. Mm-hmm. We're not saying now that you have this, now you should do this or you ought to do or you're better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the invitation, I've never had anybody get mad with an invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another question that is kind of just rattling around in my mind is like as we're approaching the Christmas season and having, I think like the events that we're doing with Parent Shopping Night and Breakfast with Santa, they have a very strong purpose in them. Um, is it okay to have an event that is just like some good old fashioned fun, like a craft show without there being any type of like, there's no invitation back, there's no sharing of the message or should every event that we have in the Christmas season or any event that the church is doing have a strong purpose? Community is the eighth need. Remember the needs, let's run through the needs, housing, transportation, food, childcare, jobs, healthcare, recovery, and community. If the church is having an, uh, an event that's about community building, that's a wonderful event. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not hiding Jesus, but it doesn't have to be, we don't have to lead with that. Mm-hmm. And I think we can just create all kinds of events where it's just like, come and celebrate with us, come have fun with us, uh, come to a craft show, come to yeah, whatever, whatever it is that the mm-hmm. church decides to do. I think there's a good balance of you know, hey, that's a fun event. Just come because we want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And those conversations just happen along the way. They happen naturally. Right. Yeah. So I want to go back to parent shopping night tonight yep. because tonight has a little bit of a twist to it. And the twist is, is that when you go through and you get to pick an item and you get to pick one primary item for your kids and you pay for it, pennies on the dollar, then usually we have stocking stuffers and, and, uh, stuffed animals that go along with it. So we kind of lavish on them. But we also want to treat them like royalty. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the difference too. Because when you come into maybe a free event, I'm not sure how people are feeling, but especially if you're in need and you're coming to an event, you may feel like, oh, I'm a poor person coming into an event. So we always try to make it an, a spectacular event, mm-hmm. music and food and fun and lots of activity going on. Even tonight, it's going to be just really fun and really special so that we can lift up these families and say, we really care about you. Mm -hmm. But the surprise tonight is that when they check out and they pay for their toys, we're going to tell every parent, thank you for making a difference. The money that we just collected, we're giving it to the Bridge Food Center to buy food for people in our community. Mm. So it's not very often that people get to make a difference. Right. Um, that are, at least are those who are coming in for needing a little bit extra assistance to 
buy affordable gifts. That's like right. they're just trying to survive. They're just right. trying to make it for their families. Right. See, those are that's one of those principles that I know we've talked along the way that that people have two needs. Uh, the first need is to to satisfy their family's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has that. Uh, it doesn't matter. This is why we go to work. This is why we provide for our families. Everybody has a need to provide for their family. When that's satisfied, then you start thinking, how can I make a difference? Mm-hmm. I want my life to matter. I want it to be purposeful. So what we've done is we've actually combined the two. We're normally people that are just trying to just, we're just trying to make it. We just want to have Christmas for our kids. And we're just mm-hmm. trying to survive inflation. Normally don't think about how do I make a difference? Because they're really in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So we get to say, okay, you're not in survival mode tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, come and celebrate. And we're going to treat you amazingly well. And it's just going to be really fun. We get to do this together. It's not for them. Mm-hmm. It's us. We mm-hmm. just have a great time tonight. And they're joining all of us. And we just have fun together. Mm-hmm. And then their money gets to make a difference in someone else's yeah. life. And I'm sure they walk away like, okay, that was amazing. Yeah. You know, fun yeah. event, great right. food, great entertainment, mm-hmm. great toys, great mm-hmm. price, and it made a difference. And we even wrapped the toys, put them in their cars, so that when they go home, they can put it right under the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a spectacular it's event. Huge. I wish every church could experience something mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. because in everything that I've done uh, over the years of ministry, uh, tonight's my favorite. Mm. Wow. It's always been my favorite, because... It's so meaningful yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So I think this could even just be an idea for churches too to do this in their communities. It costs us how much to do? Uh, virtually nothing. Right. So talk to that because I don't think you spoke to the the how we get the gifts. Well, we asked the faith family if they would like to make Christmas special for a family. And years ago, we used to have like a tree that you would take something off the tree, you could buy all these presents, and then mm-hmm. all these presents were given to families. And Lindsay, let me just contrast a little bit about how things used to be. Because when we would do a giving tree, is what we called it, and we would meet at a certain place, and all the families would show up who you know, they were one of the, the families, the recipient families, mm. and we knew how many kids they had, we knew their ages, and our church would buy all these gifts, and then we'd show up. And you'd be surprised as time went on how few families showed up, mm. even though they as were in like a recipient the family, family. Okay, the receiving family would the show up. The receiving family who said, here's the age of my kids, mm-hmm. here's what they're, they like. Mm. And so a donor family would buy all these gifts for them and then we would have a meal for them and they would all show up and guess what most of the families wouldn't show up yeah i don't think i i and would it, want to and it left everybody feeling awkward yeah you explain know? the why though like how well, why would you imagine well we've talked to families like we stopped doing it why because they're like i don't like going there feeling like i'm a poor person right and somebody else has to buy all my gifts for me, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. And so, again, we listened, and we were like, wow, we felt good about it mm-hmm. until people didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's really hard because then what do you do with all these gifts that were purchased for these families? Right. Then we would have people just put them in their cars, go and deliver them. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Sometimes the reception, you know, you ring the doorbell, and here's your, here's your gifts for Christmas. And mm-hmm. they'd be like, okay. 
Yeah. And I think that kind of it is like the, that is the dynamic that is happening when it is like master slave mentality. Yes. And I just want listeners, like if they're not quite understanding that of like, why, why wouldn't they want to show up? Why wouldn't they want to say thank you to the donor that is giving them all of these gifts? Like why, like the donor just, I just want to see like as a donor, I just want to see the look on their face when I give them that gift. I just want to be able to have a relationship or a connection with them. But it's like, I think that is the pressure that is the, yes, the is. spotlight directly on them. So think about what it is like to be in that recipient spot of like, I'm just imagining like, man, I, I'm going to have to show up. I'm going to have to swallow my pride. I'm going to have to like, like there is a level of like humility that has to be there, but I don't know if it's humility so much as shame. Um, so creating that feeling in someone mm-hmm. like, why would you ever want to do that? Right. And think about the person who's receiving that somehow they're supposed to give something to the donor, like, oh, I'm so appreciative for what you Mm -hmm. did. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. When they're feeling shameful Mm -hmm. a lot of times, Mm -hmm. that's why we stopped it. I mean, for some, that's not the case, Lindsay. Some people are just like, hey, thanks for the gifts. We appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, but we've watched enough to see that, that, that shame part of it Mm -hmm. and that struggle and that wrestle. And then Mm -hmm. there's that master servant um, relationship. And so this is why by selling them for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. That's the business deal. You and I have talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. The business deal that now though, it's a level playing field. Yeah. And everybody can walk away. The donor can walk away. Um, and there's some really nice gifts this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I walked through there the lab yesterday, I think it was, and I was like, wow, can I come shopping here? Yeah, well, I haven't been in the toy room yet. Uh-huh. I just know that we've had a Lamborghini sitting in the workroom for like two weeks. <laughs> a remote control a re- Lamborghini, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a full Lamborghini I mean, it's there. a really big box. I mean, it's yeah. about three and a half, four feet tall. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a really big box. And yeah. I'm like, wow, who ordered the Lamborghini? Yeah. What's this for? Yeah. And it's for breakfast with Santa. Mm. which is really cool, or parent shopping yeah. night. So yeah. if nobody buys it tonight for pennies on the dollar, some kid's going to get an amazing <laughs> yeah. car on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining like a little five-year-old trying to push this box down <laughs> drive the Drive it out. No, yeah. this is a drivable. I think oh, he'll good. drive this out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's so exciting. And just mm-hmm. to, it's not creating a business deal for the purpose of like, okay, it's a done deal, walk away with it. But it's like, there is still that joy in the room. Like there is so much joy in that room and just thankfulness and gratitude and appreciation for those who are coming in to buy the gifts, to Mm -hmm. be dignified. Like, I think that is the joy that is coming from them. And then also the people who are serving at the event, like you're still getting to serve and care for people in a way that is not creating shame, but just like, okay, the, the, the playing field, has been leveled the water line has been lowered so now you can breathe and now we can just talk and i can hear what your life is like and, and i can talk about how many kids you're shopping for and who they are and what their names are and what they do and what they like and parents can have the choice of picking out those gifts for their kids so i think to also just give a practical side for churches if this is something you want to consider and not saying either that your church has to replicate a parent shopping night but Again, everything that we are talking about in this podcast is saying, like, don't copy paste, but take our ideas, take the principles and apply them to your ministry, apply them to your Christmas event. Maybe you want to do something that is not by the avenue of toys, 
but something else at very low cost to the church. So all of that coming in by having donations from parents and people in the community, we not only did um, like an Amazon wish list. So these are just like practical pieces for mm-hmm. for listeners. So um, there was an Amazon wish list we put together where parents and anybody who had the link could pick out a gift and send that gift ex- directly to the church. So you don't have to worry about like having it shipped to your house, dropping it off, picking out the toy in a store, but just the, the ease of like, okay, I want to be able to provide this for a family pick out the toy, send it directly there. Um, we also had toy boxes, um, donation boxes sitting around at different places in the community. So um, senior services, they they donated a lot of the toys. Mm. And so that is just an opportunity not only for the faith family to get involved, but also the community to say that like we love how you are dignifying families and we want in on this. So it can be more than just your church body kind of providing this opportunity for families, but really it is a community-wide investment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they mark down the toys, like these are brand new toys. These aren't used. These aren't donation boxes of families just cleaning out their houses. Like these are brand new toys that we get to treat kids to this year and that parents can treat their kids to this year. Um, Sold, I think, for like 25% of what the actual cost was. You keep bringing up a lot of principles I just want to highlight. And one, you asked about what the cost was to the church. And and that's a principle that we've called brokering, where somebody who has a little extra can buy a toy. Somebody who doesn't have a lot of extra um, can buy a toy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always a a great thing that the church can stand right in the middle and do an amazing event that would cost thousands of dollars, and yet it doesn't really cost anything. But there's another principle that I just want people to think about, which is why I think Parent Shopping Night is so key. That when you give a toy to a parent to give to their kids, like if parents would come in and just pick out toys and then go home and wrap them, every time that child plays with Mm -hmm. that toy, the parent is being reminded that they couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And they may be thinking, oh, I'm so grateful that somebody gave that toy to my child. I think more often than not, what I'm hearing is that they're sad like, well, I couldn't even buy that toy. Somebody had to buy that toy, toy for my child. Um, and then they're watching how those kids take care of the toy because nobody has any skin in the game. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different scenario when a mom or dad buys the toy and then for months or years, every time that child plays with the toy, they're reminded, I bought that toy. Mm-hmm. Not only did I buy that toy, but if the parent sees that child not taking care of the toy, they're like, I bought that toy for mm-hmm. you. Take care of that toy. Right, right. You know, that was my gift to you. That was not a gift from somebody else that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, So you just see an appreciation and an ongoing appreciation. Mm -hmm. And isn't this what the church should be about? Mm -hmm. That that person will think about that toy and remember, where did I get that toy? Mm -hmm. I remember. I bought it. The church made this possible. Mm -hmm. And so often the parents that come to tonight... I mean, they're so overwhelmed and how they're treated. They're going to come back on Saturday. So tonight's event isn't about we're pointing you towards Jesus. Tonight is about we're going to take care of you as a parent. Mm -hmm. But then those parents are going to come on Saturday because they know the rest of the toys are all all going to be given out. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the parents got a preview of all the toys Mm -hmm. in there. And we're like, hey, we hope to see you Saturday because that's when your kids get to pick out a toy as well. Mm -hmm. And that's when we tell them about Jesus. Not a bait and switch, but they just know. 
You know, the other thing that our community is really starting to get used to, no matter what you give to us, we're going to sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long time for this community to really understand. Like if you donate a car to us, we're going to sell it for cheap, but mm -hmm. we're going to sell it because that dignity means everything. Yeah. You donate an appliance to us, we're going to sell it. Mm -hmm. You donate Christmas toys, we're going to sell them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it took a while for the community to be like, wait, you're doing what? Mm -hmm. You're going to sell the gift I just gave to you. Mm -hmm. And what do you do with the money? Oh, we use it to buy food. Right. And it's that multiplication like, oh. of the dollars. Yes. Yeah. That's another principle. Right. <laughs> that we're stretching the money to go even further. Yeah. And right now we're in a fundraising because we're moving into a new building. And so we're going to raise about $60,000 um, to buy more food. Mm -hmm. And then that's a whole multiplication process, which we've talked about before. Right. So what people don't realize is when they buy a toy tonight and they give a $10 and they buy their toy and it's a mm -hmm. business deal, that $10 is never going to run out. Mm. That $10, 10 years from now, is still going to be like buying food and then we sell it, then we have $10 and we buy food and then we sell it and we still have $10. That's, I know we've covered that too. That's a whole nother principle for the grocery yeah. store. So, so the money collecting mm -hmm. is going to bless families for years Yeah. on what we collect tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as I'm just listening to this, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, what can churches do this Christmas season? Like, I think you can continue in your Christmas events. You can do all of the ministries and parties you have coming up, Christmas Eve service, enjoy it, like treat the community really, really well, like love people really well, listen. Um, and I think also as we've been talking, like, that's a principle, that's a principle, that's mm -hmm. a principle. I think what that shows is, you know, listen to the other episodes too, because what we're saying is all of these principles we've applied large scale to the grocery store, to the auto garage, to the healthcare clinic, but they also are applied small event scale. So at this one-off event that we're doing every single year, but start to really examine those principles and think, you know, we're not asking you to open a grocery store, but every church can do a one-off event. So right. learn the principles, apply them, start to examine maybe what the Christmas season looks like for you guys and think of a way that you can put those principles to the test next year. It's great advice. And I think that's good for churches. So I think my recommendation to churches this Christmas season, mm -hmm. whatever it is that they're doing, just pay attention to it. Look at it with a different lens and say, is there a way that we could do this maybe differently in the future? And if you're not sure, ask. Mm -hmm. Ask the people that you're serving. Yeah. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What would you change? Mm -hmm. What would you like to see different next year? If you could change something, what would you change? And it's the very people that are being served, oftentimes understand the best. Yeah, that's great. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Breakwater, a podcast of Elevate Community Ministries. Don't let the conversation stop here. You can email us at hello at beyondthebreakwater.org. We would love to chat with you, answer questions, plan a visit, and help you take your next step. We'll see you next week.